0: Welcome to the Don't HR Alone podcast, your daily source for news and updates relevant to the HR profession. We bring you weekly interviews with HR leaders, CEOs, and small business owners, along with our daily updates. Each day, you can tune in for updates by following us on the social media of your choice. We post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also subscribe by going to don'thralone.com. And our show is on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe as well. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rami Alijil, and welcome to Don't HR Alone, number 54. Today, we have three question and answers, and I'm very excited. They're all great questions. Uh, we're going to talk about minimum wage, service dogs, and cybersecurity. So, first question. Is minimum wage... Calculated on hours worked or hours plus performance-based earnings, thus subject to change each pay period. For instance, a non-exempt employee is paid $320 for 40 hours worked, with $60 added for performance goals totaling $380. Which amount is used to determine the employee's minimum wage, 320 or 380? The minimum wage in our state is $8.50. Okay, very good question. Uh, the amount used to determine the employee's minimum wage would be 320, flat out, because under Federal Labor Standards Act, Uh, FLSA. Employers must pay non-exempt employees at least the applicable minimum wage for all hours worked up to 40 hours in the work week, and the calculation of the minimum wage cannot include commissions, bonuses, or other incentive pays. Certain credits may be permissible that would allow the rate of, of pay to fall below the minimum wage, but those credits are limited to TIP credits and credits for, like, food and lodging. Therefore, in your example, if your employee is earning $3.20 per week for 40 hours of work, the rate of pay is $8 an hour. In your state, you said your minimum wage is $8.50 per hour. You would need to increase the rate of pay for hours worked by $0.50 per hour so that employees earn that effective rate of pay. The incentive payment would then be in addition to the applicable minimum wage. Uh, One thing to keep in mind, while employers must include commissions and non-discretionary bonus payments in the calculation of overtime, commissions and any bonus payments and incentives are not included in the calculation of minimum wage. So there's your quick and short. Um, Not in minimum wage, but if you do wind up having to pay overtime, you do include that to rate up their hours. So whatever's worst for you. Whatever is worst for you, I believe, is how to to answer that question. Um, But yeah, uh, I hope that's helpful. In terms of going back and fixing this, I don't know how long you've been doing it. You may want to conduct, uh, uh, you know, ask your uh, labor attorney. Um, you may just want to do a pay raise and cross your fingers and see what happens. But yeah, you need to be you need to be paying fifty cents an hour more, from what you've told me. Okay. Next question, we have a new employee in our call center who has a service dog. She came to her interview and trained without the dog, but is now asking if she can bring her dog to work. Should we notify her coworkers in case they have allergies? This is a good question. Okay. So the first step will be to determine whether the dog is a trained service animal as defined by the ADA, or if it's an emotional support animal. A service animal is one that has been individually trained to work or perform specific tasks for an individual with a disability. The animal must be trained to take specific action when needed to assist the person with the disability. Allowing an employee's trained service animal is a form of reasonable accommodation. However, pets used for emotional support are not considered service animals under the ADA as they are not. Not trained to perform a specific task. Although some states and local governments allow individuals to have emotional support animals in public places, the same may not hold true for allowing such animals into their place of employment. Here's the thing, it varies by city, county, state, and I don't know where you are. You will need to contact your local government agency to see if such a law exists. If not, you may set a policy that prohibits pets in the workplace except for ada a defined service animals. Most of the country can do that. Employers are limited though on what they can ask an employee when it is not obvious if the dog is a service animal. Employers may only ask two questions. One, is the dog a service animal required because of a disability? Two, what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? You get to ask both of those questions. In addition, employers are not permitted to ask for documentation, require that the dog demonstrate the task, or inquire as to the nature of the disability. The ADA does not require that trained service animals wear vests or collars, indicating that they're service animals. The ADA does not require that service animals have a certificate of training. Opening a dialogue with your employee about her need for the dog will provide you with the guidance as to whether you need to allow her dog to remain with her at work. There's no other way. If another employee notifies you that he or she is allergic to dogs, or dog dander, you may notify the employee with the service animal that due to the allergies of the other employee, you cannot accommodate her request. This is like a, a disability request, right? I'm carrying, oh, I need to, It's just like that you need a ramp because you're in a wheelchair or whatever the reason is you then have to determine whether you can accommodate it. If you have other employees who are allergic to it and therefore you cannot accommodate it, you still need to engage in the interactive process with the employee with the service animal to consider other accommodations that would allow the dog to be with the employee, maybe a different work area, so on and so forth. If none of those work and you've gone through the process and you know 90% of your office is allergic to dogs um, and so on and so forth, and you have clients coming in that can't see the dog or I don't know, for whatever reason you cannot accommodate it, then you can simply not accommodate the disability request, and that, that's the end of that. Um, but you need to go through the process to make sure. Uh, there's actually the Job Accommodation Network, which is a resource to guide you in accommodating employees with service animals. Just Google Job Accommodation Network. If you do the allow, if you do allow the employee to have her dog with her at work, remind her that she is responsible to ensure that her dog is always under control and does not create a disruption to the work environment. Just because it's a, if it's a service dog, it still doesn't mean it's allowed to like bark at your clients or at dogs or cars passing by, it's gotta not provide a distraction for the rest of your employees. So that comes with training. I hope that's helpful. Uh, It gives you the steps to follow. You just need to ask those two questions depending on how it's answered. You then need to find out whether or not you can accommodate that disability request or not. Okay. Last question of the day. This is a good one. Uh, we are a small company of 40 employees. Are there empl- are there policies we should have in place for cybersecurity? Can we make employee training on cybersecurity mandatory? Uh, yeah, you can, and you should. Um, companies of all size are just smart to be concerned about cybersecurity, especially in light of the well-publicized ransomware attacks, like the WannaCry attack earlier this year. There are steps you can take to reduce the risks as the first line of defense against data breaches, malware, malware infiltration and various other security risks, employees are your first line of defense and ensuring that they are trained to identify and report suspicious emails and other security threats is super important. The decision on whether cybersecurity training should be mandatory is yours, but you're absolutely able to do it and I like it. You can consider assigning employees a training course and allowing them ample time to complete it or adding it to the new employee onboarding activities, which hopefully you have scheduled out. By the way a little plug here poplar financial that's what we do we have these trainings we have these onboarding systems we can help you roll it out systematize it and integrate it with payroll benefits and everything else okay sorry had to plug It's a good idea to train employees to, one, be skeptical. This is how you're building out your training. Be skeptical if they receive an email, view a website, or see a social media post with too-good-to-be-true offer. They should think before clicking. To report suspicious emails, give employees concrete information how to report the emails that that may be phishing attempts. Ask questions like, do I recognize the sender's email address? Do I recognize anyone else copied on the email? Is the domain in the email address spelled correctly? Or is it simply close to the actual URL, like amazon.com versus Amazon.com, which I recently got a phishing attempt from, A N A. And would I normally receive an email from this individual asking about this thing? Remind employees that they should never click on a link in an email or open an attachment until they are absolutely certain that the link or attachment is valid. You can consider a simple reminder like "Think, Don't Click" that you include in informational emails about cybersecurity. Finally, we do recommend having a published cybersecurity policy included in your employee handbook and be sure to review it with current and new employees. Your policy should include guidelines for IT access, mobile devices, IT assets, Um, maintenance of antivirus software, contractors, vendors, and outsourcing. In addition, the policy should include information about the repercussions of non-compliance. That's the HR answer. Let me just throw a little techie love in there for you. Check out lastpass.com, corporate um, business subscription. I think it's four bucks a month per employee, something like that. you need to train your employees yes you need to have a policy yes and you need to turn to technology to help you fight it my biggest um you know in in our company um i think we have around 40 cloud services uh that employees need various access to and in some cases we can give them individual accesses and believe it or not in some cases we have to have one login for the whole freaking company and that's just not safe you terminate an employee, you gotta change the password, you gotta update all your employees about what the new password is. So you gotta keep them all in a spreadsheet somewhere, which means it's very easy to steal. Oh my gosh, so dangerous. So, LastPass is a solution to that. They're not a sponsor, I don't, I'm not getting any money here, I'm just telling you, that's what we use. Um, and it basically lets you control who has access to passwords and automatically fill in those passwords on most websites. In such a way that the employee actually never even knows the password, right? So you can have all of your employees install LastPass on their computers, even mobile devices. Um, you give them access on, a, on an employee uh, orientation level, like, okay, boom, you have access to these sections and these sites. They go to those sites, username and password is put in, but they don't even see it right? And it's much, much, much more secure than having 40 people know your logins and passwords to everything or trying to keep a list of them everywhere. Big start there. So that's my that's my password security. And then we talked about phishing, which is mainly just people. There's no real way to do it except cybersecurity training. We have some great trainings on that if you ever need help. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for Don't HR Alone number 54, making some progress here. We've covered minimum wage questions about including um, um, incentive pay in there. Don't do that. Service dogs, do do that. And cybersecurity, yes, please. I hope this has been helpful for you. Go out there, have a wonderful day and get your work done.